Hey Cloud Gamers, welcome to another CGX cast. You might notice that we're a couple of members down today. Ace has got a photo shoot. Yes, that's as glamorous as it sounds. And we've also got Jerry missing today as it's got uh, a few commitments and Jerry has managed to pretty much make every single one. So I think we can excuse him from missing one occasionally. So for those that aren't used to the CGX cast format, we're just going to run through who we are and what we've been playing this week before we dive into this week's topics. So let's start with Holtz. Who are you and what are you doing here? Well, there you go. So I'm I'm Holtz and I'm a cloud enthusiast. And this week I've just been diving into games just for a bit of fun. Destiny 2, Forsaking, just been walking around getting some um, kills. And also I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just doing a bit of campaign and a bit of war. Um, what are they called? Conquer modes. Just why I'm waiting for the next Beyond Light for Destiny and the new Assassin's Creed. So, just a relaxing week. Great. Duncan. That would be me now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have just had a nice relaxing week uh, here. There, nothing has happened at all in the cloud gaming space. Everything's been just nice and quiet. And uh, I've actually been playing on a load of different things. I've been just chilling out and having a bit of fun. It's It's been a really, really great week for cloud gaming overall and I can't wait to actually get touching on these subjects later because I think we have got just a wee tiny bit of things to discuss tonight. We certainly have and yeah well nice tease there Duncan. So Ben? Yeah um, just you know taking it easy this week had a sick kid so all I got was a few hours on Ghost Recon Um, but yeah Pretty light platform? Gaming. Um, Stadia. Excellent. And Mark? Evening or afternoon, depending on where you're from. Um, yeah, um, busy week. Kind of been splitting my time. Um, some cloud gaming on Shadow with Forgone, which is like a Metroidvania-style game, which I didn't know I liked Metroidvania-style games. Turns out, loved them. Um, I've probably dumped about 10, 15 hours into that so far. I've been playing it on stream. Loads of fun. Um, and then it's been um, a busy week for VR stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing lots of lots of gameplay, lots of video content on all of the VR happenings as well. Excellent. Thanks. Uh, personally, I have been playing Call of Duty Cold War on the Mesa pretty much since it launched. Very impressed with that on uh, Shadow and Maximum Settings. Um been starting to notice the latency a little bit with that game on maximum settings. So Shadow PC has been taking the edge there just because it doesn't feel like quite as much lag on a virtual PC. Otherwise, I dived into Elder Scrolls Online very quickly on Stadia because I got the itch to actually go back into that game. Unfortunately, it was the wrong time of night, so I almost fell asleep while I was playing it. So, But... Yeah, not really been playing a lot of games, a lot of content, a lot of news been going on this week, which we'll get on to in just a sec. So let's move on then to, I'm going to change it up a little bit and we're going to talk about GeForce Now to begin with here. So 11 games came this week to GeForce Now, including two free Epic games on the same day releases. 
just as a reminder, these were Second Extinction, which actually looks really cool, like dinosaur kind of. Don't know how else to explain it. Dinosaur FPS. Out of Reach Treasure Royal. Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs, which was one of the free epic games. Kingdom New Lands, which was another one of the free epic games. Cake Bash, I think we saw that on Stadia as well. Medieval Dynasty, Port Royal 4, Pro Cycling Manager 2018, Skyforge, Thief, Deadly Shadows, and Uno. Somewhere we've seen that before as well. So, have anyone been playing these games on GeForce now, or what are your thoughts? We'll start with you, Mark. Yeah, I think they're uh, back strong for another week. I think we had like one week lapse where they added like three or four games. And since then, I think last week it was 10. This week it's 11. Um, The usual pattern we see is they add one of the two free epic games. So this is the first, probably the first time I think we've seen them add both games. Um, They're pretty good ones as well. And in terms of free game selection, uh, although... It didn't state on any of the lists. Skyforge from Steam and My.com is also just a free MMORPG, um, which I pumped about a, a lot of time into back in the day as well, actually. It's a pretty good game. So free, free games on the list and two or three like brand new ones as well. So uh, it's a, a pretty good week to be a GeForce Now gamer. Yeah, that's good. Have you played any of them on GeForce Now this week? Uh, I haven't. I don't. Uh, the one I wanted to check out, which I'm, uh, I think I just need to sort the key out for, is Out of Reach Treasure Royale, just because I'm super interested to see how it is. It's like Sea of Thieves, but with a battle royale element. So um, battle royale, but it involves sailing and ships and taking down other people's ships, and that's how you become last person standing. But there's also land battles as well. Um, I'm kind of confused by it. The screenshots I've seen, the character models aren't great. <laughs> they they don't look great. But the actual gameplay itself, as long as you don't look at a character's face, seems like it might be pretty good. Um, so I, I, I want to check that one out. Once I get the key sorted, um, I think GeForce Now will probably be a good, good place to check that one out. Excellent. That sounds quite cool. Holtz, any of them take your fancy? Well, the game that I want to play is Seconds Extinction because it looks like Torok meets Dino Crisis, which is two games that I love. I love survival, dinosaurs, and big guns. But I'm put off because it's early access. That's what I read. So I'm going to wait for this one to sort of mature a little bit before I dive into this game. And then a game that I've been playing on other platforms, but the same thing, is um, Cake Bash in my isolation moments. So I've just been having a bit of fun, you know, fighting cakes and try and dodge pigeons and collect all the jelly beans but i think it's a bit sadistic the game because the game you try and pretty your cake up the most for it gets to get eaten and i'm like so i've won but then my cake gets et so but overall it's been fun hopefully it doesn't get you know too repetitive with the modes that i've played so far but i would recommend this game for anyone that wants to play it on geforce now or stadia i must admit when i looked at the early footage of people playing cake bash that was much more brutal, I thought, than what I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be a fairly kid-friendly game, but it's quite sadistic. Oh, no. I've been saying to my younger family members, are you ready to crumble? And I'm going to knock the living chocolate chips out of you. And, you know, just threaten these you know, enjoyable moments. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Duncan, what about you? Yep, and like we've been saying for the last, I don't know how many months, bar that one or two slight uh, iffy months or daisy or 
weeks. Uh, GeForce now, I've been banging out the games every every week now, and some pretty decent games. And again, it's just we're just mentioning Cake Bash there. It's again, there's just more and more day and date releases. Uh, coming with uh, GeForce now as well and we know we're getting more with uh, the replay games or Ubisoft games like uh, Watch Dogs Legion and it's coming down to it. So this is again GeForce now is just building themselves up nice and slowly short uh, just building themselves up and I'm just all over the show today. I don't know what's up with me I can barely talk. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're just building up their library pretty well there and I think everybody uh, would be more or less happy with this this week's a, a decent enough week again. Excellent. And you played any of the GeForce Now games? I unfortunately haven't had a chance. It's been too busy this week. Uh, I've been able to get on the other cloud services. I've actually got on the Shadow this week, but I haven't actually got on the GeForce Now. My Wii uh, box is over there. My Wii Shield is over there. I just haven't had a chance to actually get it set up to fire, fire it up and uh, test some GeForce Now. But it was on the list to do this week, but I just got distracted. Yeah, there's a lot as we'll come on to very shortly. Uh, ben, what's your take on the GeForce Now games, and have you been playing any? Uh, I have not played any of them yet. I did claim both of the Epic ones and added them to my library. I have the intention of playing them. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I agree with Holt. Second, Insti- Second Extinction, Extinction looked like a lot of fun, but I'm not ready to pull the trigger on it and buy it yet. Um, I'll probably get to it eventually. Cool. Yeah, the second extinction was one of the games that really piqued my interest. I did try and get a key, not very hard, but um, there seems that there's quite a lot of publishers that make it very difficult to talk to them. So I think they're the ones that make it very difficult for us to want to kind of cover because it's you know, a mission to try and get hold of any contact there, let alone request keys for specific games. But I'm hoping that as that game progresses and maybe comes out of early access that maybe the price comes down a little bit. It's not too bad, but I think a lot of these games touting 20 to £30 pounds for unknown titles in early access does seem like pushing it a little bit. I'm seeing a, a lot more on Steam, but it's good for them to be coming to GeForce now at least, and hopefully that means that more people are getting confidence in the platform or service, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, and then we get right calling it a platform when it's a service technically but hey okay before we move on to today's hot topics is there any more for people to cover on geforce now may have just lost support for one of these titles not that i'm multitasking while we're on the podcast but just seeing that cake bash rejected my request for a key so maybe i won't be checking it out (laughs) oh dear ouch my feelings are hurt, but <laughs> I still support GeForce now. Wow, there's more than one place to play, Kate. Talking of which, Stadia, what a week. Now, I'm going to have to try not to say the good stuff too much over this section or over this week, but Google has touted their own good stuff event happening from the 20th to the 22nd of October. And we've had quite a lot of build-up from before on this starting with some extra tweets well last week we talked about their new advert and they've put another advert out since then 
Uh, obviously, now they've got this good stuff. They've really upped their Twitter game, and there's a lot more hype. Um, so first of all, before we get into some of the other announcements this week, um, we're going to start with they dropped the fact that there's now 11 confirmed Ubisoft titles coming to Stadia. Uh, one not till February next year, Far Cry 6, because it's a launch day title. But before we go over the whole good stuff, kind of speculation and hype, what do you think about the Ubisoft titles coming and the fact that they've been dropped ahead of this three-day stream? Holtz? Oh, I thought it was great seeing them titles. I'm a big, huge Assassin's Creed fan, so seeing the likes of Unity, um, Syndicate, you know, Origins, you know, different different areas for different people who actually want to play it was very welcome. But, you know, I would like to see, I was a bit worried not seeing the Ezio collection or also the Rogue Remastered. I would I would like them to fill in the gaps that's in between the game story. And also, I would, I would like to see... Um, more like Rayman titles. But overall, if you actually do like Far Cry's and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, Watch Dogs, it's a big, huge boost for this platform. So apart from the Assassin's Creed's there, obviously we know the big title of uh, Watch Dogs Legion and Valhalla and Far Cry 6 all promise for Stadia. Mm -hmm. Is there any other titles there that stood out for you? No, just just not really. I don't really want to go back on these games. I won't be playing them. But for people who haven't played them, it's great for them. Me, I'm more focused on Valhalla, Legion, and Immortals, personally. I keep forgetting that uh, Immortals is actually an Ubisoft title. So, yeah, it's going to be quite exciting. Duncan, what about you? Yeah, I am stoked for basically every single one of them titles because uh, I've played many of them to completion a, a number of times. Uh, for me, what actually stood out wasn't actually the titles which were here. It was the titles which weren't there, uh, like the ones which we do know are coming in uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Where is Rainbow Six Siege in this? In Rainbow Six Siege uh, Quarantine, I think, not to get in, we're probably talking about this shortly. That's probably some of the good stuff uh, uh, announcements. But the, these 11 uh, Ubisoft games, absolutely great. I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan, and I will be replaying them all. What actually stood out for me in this, I'm not sure if you want to bring this into a bigger discussion maybe after this, is what resolution and what frame rate these are going to play in. And the one which sticks out like a sore thumb with that, for that sort of discussion is Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, with the Xbox news this week where that is running 60 FPS out in the box, if you don't patch it, that is, uh, on the Series X, what will it be running on Stadia? And... I'm just really interested to see where they're going to try and get these specced up. Uh, like Colts, I was a bit disappointed that they don't have the rest of the Assassin's Creed's on the system there. Like the Ezio collection is sticking out, and Assassin's Creed Rogue, you would think they would be on it as well. So maybe that's more games coming down the line for the again speculation for the to highlight the Uplay Plus when it when it eventually comes. But I am really happy seeing all these games. I, I think I'm going to play them all for uh, Wildlands, basically. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm really happy that it's there. Excellent. How about you, Mark? Yeah, I think it's it's great news. It's uh, obviously what what we've been asking for for a long time. It's it's a big dump of a back catalogue of titles to help bulk out um, the selection on Stadia. 
Um, Ubisoft, I just have like the utmost respect for them because they honestly just don't care um, where you play their games as long as you have access to play their games. They want you to be able to enjoy them however you want, wherever you want. They're so supportive of every cloud gaming service that comes out. They're first front and center. We saw it with uh, Amazon Luna. They're the, you know, the first ones to have a channel on there. Um, so great respect for them. So yeah, this this bulk upload of of back catalog is to me uh either just it you know it's got to be preparation for you play plus um and i'm hoping as duncan said we'll probably get into it but that's hopefully some of the things that we'll get some details on next week great how about you ben what do you think of these 11 titles i was excited i i own a couple of them so i don't know if i'll sign up for the you play plus subscription um but it's definitely cool to see all these games coming out, filling out the library, um, giving people more reasons to play the games that they've already beat, the games that they love on a platform that they can take anywhere. Uh, but yeah, definitely you play plus for sure. I mean, I, 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 there's very little doubt in my mind that that's not coming next week. Well, we'll segue to that because uh, yeah, I'm more excited about what this means for the big thing that's missing for me, which is Uplay Plus. I may have harped on about it just a few times over the past few months, like all year, but um, I'm not so fussed with a lot of the older catalogue. I'm massively fussed for the facts of Legion. Um, No surprises there. I'm really hyped for that game. Uh, And I'm actually quite pumped for Immortals Phoenix Rising as well. I actually quite like the style and look at that game. It looks like quite a fun game. And I'm just... I'm missing that from quite a lot of the games I've been playing recently. It's just the fun element. It's, a lot of these games just feel a bit too serious recently. You've got to spend a lot of time investing in them. I just want to be able to just hop onto a game and have some fun. Like Legion definitely seems like that. It doesn't matter where you'd want to drop in. You could just drop in as a, a random person, go try a mission. If it doesn't work out, obviously you can just go find somebody else and do it again. And some of the AI and stuff in that game where it kind of if you go off on a bit of a tangent, does offer you some suggestions to kind of bring you back into um, mission scenarios and stuff. Looks really cool. So I'm really excited for those. The fact that Stadia's got these 11 games announced and another game, which actually before we go on to the real good stuff, uh, we will cover, which is Cyberpunk 2077, day and day release. I'm... Now, they announced this Good Stuff event, which we'll come on to shortly. This three days of demos, streams, loads of announcements and stuff. However, they've dropped these 11 Ubisoft titles and the Cyberpunk 2077 news ahead of that event. So it really kind of... I'm not sure which way it's going to go, and I'm hoping that it's going to be lots of real good stuff and that we've not had all the real good stuff before the event. So... Uh, Uplay Plus, massive thing. I really hope if that doesn't happen over the next three days, there's probably going to be a lot of violent outbursts on Twitter and YouTube and a few other social media outlets as far as Sadie is concerned. But before we get on to the speculation there fully, Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed, was coming to Stadia sometime in 2020. Obviously, with the delay, there wasn't a lot left at the end of 2020 for it to come to Stadia, but announced on Night City Wire, slightly leaked beforehand of it coming day and date release on Stadia. 
What are your thoughts on this? Uh, start with you, Duncan. Uh, it's awful news. I'm really disappointed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, I think I was one who kicked the, the hornet's nest with this in the first instance to say that it wasn't coming to end date. And I think some sort of money may have changed hands to get it going. Absolutely brilliant news. I'm stoked that it is coming to Stadia. And uh, for us over in the UK, it's cheaper in Stadia than it is on Xbox and on PlayStation, which uh, you may not know. Uh, was, was this planned before the good stuff st uh, announcement? I think it was maybe out from uh, Stadia's hands because uh, I think uh, uh, this was coming this week anyway be because it's uh, Cyberpunk. This was their event. So uh, I'm, I'm really happy that it's coming and I just can't wait to see what it's going to play like on Stadia. And again, they are, Stadia seem to be really backing this because they, uh, they have put out a game page as well. So they have, so you can actually go and find out about more information on Stadia and Cyberpunk. Excellent. Yeah, there seems to be a lot going on there. And obviously, those who watch the Night City Wire, there was quite a nice little segment to a very broad audience who didn't expect to suddenly be pitched stadium, I don't think. But kudos to Google. They got a whole you know section of the market there that suddenly now know that they can play Stadia and not have to worry about this 100 gig download or whatever that turns out to be going forwards. Ben, what are your thoughts? I was super excited. It built up my hype, not so much because I want to play the game, but because it was really good news for Stadia in particular. Um, I wasn't expecting much of the good stuff at first, but after they dropped the 11 Ubisoft titles and uh, the confirmation that Cyberpunk was coming on day and date release on Stadia's birthday, also coincidentally, which is awesome, um, <clears throat> makes me think that maybe, and this is pure speculation, what if they have an exclusive demo next week during the good stuff. I mean, that would be amazing. But I know it's high hopes, and it's probably not true. It probably won't happen, but I would love to see that. I think it would bring tons of new people to Stadia to, to try it out and see what the game is like 100% online streaming without any hardware needed. Yeah, okay. We'll come on to the good stuff a little bit more, but uh, yeah, that would certainly be super cool. Uh now i actually didn't know about this leak so actually when i watched night city wire i was over the moon to see same date and a pre-order so i was jumping up and down going yes yes it's coming day and date that i actually pre-ordered it right there and then and i was so excited because now no one can laugh at stasia a big huge triple game like that coming the same date as current gen and it's going to look lovely and on the 19th, I'm not going to even think about PlayStation 5. I'm just going to be playing um, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going to be a nomad. I'm going to have my piece of crap truck in my crap clothes. And I'm going to take Night City by storm. So I was really excited to be part of the community where I can talk at the same time as other people now without being left out. So it was a good step in the right direction. I don't care if the engineers helped or Stadia paid a little extra money. I'm just really glad it's here. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mark. 
Well, first things first, Holtz, when are you getting your YouTube channel set up? Because I love the way you describe <laughs> games. He's such a hype man. Oh, I've, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I got hype ESDs away. <laughs> and secondly, Ben, don't you dare get my hopes up about a uh, uh, cyberpunk demo. I don't think it will be the case, but now you've just made me very hopeful. Um, but this this was fantastic news. Like we we knew it was coming to the platform. It's just been so ambiguous for you know all of 2020 of when that was going to be the case. Um, in my mind, I, because it was originally slated for it was supposed to be April 2020 on all of the other platforms. Had it actually come out April 2020, I think this November date that we have now is probably when we would have got the stadia release so you would have seen this this big gap between them so it's great that like i um like everyone's getting it on the same date now there's like equal across the board the only thing that isn't equal the people who have to download that big house file on day one um i think it's uh estimated to be around 70 gigs which to be to be honest like is still amazingly good if you think how long they've been working on this and some of the trailers and screenshots we've seen of how amazingly detailed it is 70 gigs is pretty damn impressive from cd project red the optimization that they've done on the game looks absolutely amazing but still 70 gigs is a lot for for people um i know people's internet vary depending on where where they live if you get like five meg down you're talking about like an overnight or like a couple of days worth of downloading versus stadia as soon as it's out in your time zone i've seen it, it varies between countries some people's like midnight some people's like 2 a.m i'm probably going to stay up for whenever that is um, but those people will be in the second it's available. There is no download. There is no patch. They'll just be straight in, straight away. And that that's the selling point of, of Stadia, essentially. And it, it's what we've seen. They've, you know, their marketing has taken a turn. And it's what they're really pushing in these new trailers we've started seeing is that they're, they're pushing on this point that I feel like they were missing a little bit before. They were just like heading in more of the direction of where a console. And now they're really pushing that point, which is, is their selling factor. Yeah, and as somebody's uh, Dave in chats just said, um, and the day one patch, because we know pretty much all games now have a immediate day one update. Yeah, that, that the seventy. Issues, uh... Yeah, the seventy gigs will be half the game, and then the day one patch will be the other half. So yeah, like that that could take some people a good like a good couple of days to download and get into. Well, if you got one gigabits down, you'll be able to download it in about fourteen minutes. But if you haven't got one big gigabit down and you just keep on dividing by what speed you got, you could be there for hours, days, weeks. It's going to be a sad time to be a cyberpunk enjoyer. Yeah, I think on the uh, maximum settings rig, I get over 50 down and 20 gig takes about 10, 15 minutes. So, yeah, looking at least an hour or two on my home internet, if I had to download that, is... What, less than half of that, so you're looking at least a couple of hours download. Okay, Stadia will be at least a couple of hours ahead of most people. So I think this is absolutely phenomenal. You know, there's been so much hype around Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red have really gone hard with their advertising, and this whole Night City Wire like weekly event, I think, has become as big as the game. It's been absolutely awesome to watch than the hype and the amount of people just watching those streams it's hard to follow live chat and anything of those sort of streams it's just absolutely flooded but you know i did watch it live and seeing the stadia announcement there the shock on so many people's faces with it coming day and day release was absolutely hilarious uh, and not to give him any plug but 
Yong Yi's reaction, you know, the infamous Stadia hater across the internet, that was just priceless. So you know, kudos to Google. You know, however, they managed to get it done. They got it done, you know. And the fact that they've been really upping their game, like you said, the marketing that Google have been doing recently and finally, you know, we said it before that Google didn't want to market Stadia. They were waiting for something. And when they wanted to market Stadia, we would know. Well, I think they want to market Stadia now. They have gone hard. So I think they wanted to get the launch of the Google TV and stuff out of the way because it's not coming with that. Android TV obviously has issues because even people who have sideloaded Google Stadia on those devices have been mixed. So, yay, I was right. They were not happy with it across the board. They didn't put it out there. So, obviously, once that becomes a stable product, Stadia will be available on all Android TV devices. I've got no doubt about that. So, going back to the good stuff, you know, their tweets have gone absolutely crazy. They've got two big adverts out there. Yes, really pushing that click to play. And I did see some rumor, um, I'm not sure whether it's absolutely for certain, about um, some of these demos coming on these exclusive demos coming to Stadia and these events coming will not require Pro. So they're going to be truly free to play demos, which I know a lot of us. Uh, Marchief, that. Uh... Just going to confirm that as 100% true, the demos do not require Pro. That has come from Stadia themselves. So you do not require Pro for these so demos. So that in just itself to, is absolutely huge. There. We've been pushing it for quite a while when they've done these free-to-play demos. You know, I know they get a month Pro free, but they've got the power, they've got the systems to do it. Why not just, if you've got an account, Pro or not, let them play the free-to-play games. Obviously, that will then entice people to either buy those games or subscribe to Pro and still buy the games just with a bit of a discount because Pro gets pretty much discounts on all games, especially at some point. So for me, I'm really hyped about the way Sadie is going. For the top three things, I think, for me, I want to see out of this good play, so good stuff event this or next week is Uplay Plus. It's got to happen. It's been promised in 2020 since before Stadia even released. So we're running out of time. And with these 11 Ubisoft titles, I really feel that they need to get this subscription out, especially with all the Lunar talk. Um, family sharing, it's overdue. I think we need this. You know, most of us have got multiple devices, multi-accounts. We really want to be able to share the Stadia love around and get more people engaged with it. Third, I'm actually with Ben. I think there's going to be a stealth demo, and I'm hoping it's Cyberpunk 2077. But if it's not, I'm hoping that Immortals Phoenix Rising demo drops early, because we know that there's an exclusive demo for it coming. Uh, but they never gave us a date, so I'm really hoping that one of those two is going to be one of those uh, demos for this week. So the, the there's other my thing... top three wish list. Go on, Ben. And the other thing is it could be uh, Watch Dogs League, <coughs> Watch Dog Legion's um, demo, since that game's getting ready to come out in a week now, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of big titles coming. You know, there's a lot of hype. Ace will kill me for trying to build the hype bar, because you know we've we've been badly wrong before and it's gone quite against us. But I think 
they're wanting to build some hype. I'm really quite hyped for the good stuff. The other thing just to mention before I hand it over is they promised, I say promised, they said they're aiming for 120 games coming to Stadia this year. I think at last count with the announcements, we are around 80 to 90. So that leaves 40 games roughly to be announced for the end of the year. So we're expecting a lot of these games to be announced during this Good Stuff event. But you know, I think we're all a little bit sceptical whether they were ever going to hit that number with their release rate to date. So the fact that they're potentially going hard hopefully means we're going to see that target and maybe even exceed it. So what are your thoughts on the Good Stuff event, Mark? And you know, what are you predicting is going to happen next week? So... A couple of predictions I like purposely because I, at this point, their marketing is is taking me by like so much surprise and this sudden change that I have no I like it's so hard to guesstimate. Before they were a little bit predictable, um, and at this point I have no idea. So I like abstain from <laughs> from guessing in like my video today, for example. Um, I got a couple of thoughts that I just kept back. So I think one of them, I think, although is not officially confirmed, it might be, but I think we all but know that there will be a uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising demo. Um, I share in what Ben said that uh, I think being another Ubisoft title, being this this growing partnership, hopefully the Uplay Plus stuff coming. And um, like you said, because the game is not that far from release, hopefully Watch Dogs Legion would be a, a very good one. I'd, I'd be uh, super excited to jump into that. In terms of features and services, again, Uplay Plus, the, the year is so quickly coming to an end that I don't see another opportunity for them to be having a, a large event like this where they could announce something um without pushing it very close to the wire and doing like a, a christmas thing so it you know it's gotta be but we've we've been proven wrong so many times before um i'm hoping the live streaming integration with youtube gets so much better because it for being the same company i know we've talked in the past that Google is so big that despite being under one umbrella, they don't speak to each other. They don't work well with each other. And that's maybe what happened with the the Chromecast Stadia stuff we talked about the other week. But these two have got to work better in integration for, you know, for Stadia to get out there, it needs to be demoed and put in front of more people's eyes. And if it was easier to uh, live stream and have some of these YouTube interaction stuff um, in place, then more people are going to see it and more people are going to sign up. And I piqued Duncan's interest. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, to, just to give you something here. Um, I'm not sure if uh, me and Chief were talking about this uh, yesterday. Uh, I think uh, YouTube streaming is uh, more or less there and you won't believe what game leaked it. Chief, you can say because I think you find it funny as well. Family Feud <sighs> or Family it's Fortune, fam- yeah. as we used to call it in the UK. Um, so yeah, Family Feud is the one that has documentation online about being able to live stream your game to uh, other people on YouTube. Uh, following this, I did hop onto Stadia, and um, where the crowd uh, crowd play link is in Stadia, there is now a new section saying YouTube streaming coming soon uh, to be able to enable. And in the side menu, when you're in a game now, where you've got the um, enhanced features for 
uh, enabling crowd choice and what people can do and showing view accounts in the stream and stuff is also now there a live stream uh, stream to YouTube section with a coming soon banner. So they've definitely made some waves there. Um, we're hoping to see, I guess, that next week. You know, a lot of people don't understand why we like the fact that we could stream directly from Stadia to YouTube. But uh, for creators, this is a, a massive thing. And I think for a lot of wannabe creators, this will make a huge difference because it takes a lot of the push away from your upload bandwidth, especially. And, you know, it gives you the opportunity to potentially push a 4K stream to YouTube and be able to just tag on your extra stuff. So for quality of showing off Stadia, I think this is absolutely huge. For what it will do to the Stadia creator market, not so sure at this stage, because um, obviously it could just flood the market. So I think maybe this is one of the reasons why it's not just been dropped. But, uh, what do you think there, Mark? <laughs> uh, is it that it, it's coinciding with Family Feud, or have they firmly made a decision that Family Feud is the title that, that we want to push this with? No, I, I think Family Feud sort of, it's one of their features where you can stream it to, for your family to join in and play. I think it wasn't actually meant to, I think they just weren't thinking. So I think this, this is a Ubisoft Family Feud sort of whoopsie. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, as, as you've just said, the, um, you know, it's something that's been missing, the the integration stuff, the interaction stuff, and yeah, helping out a lot of people who maybe want to um, jump into the the content creator and, and streaming realms and don't have the equipment to to have it all running. They can't afford a expensive PC and um, everything. You know, internet speeds and stuff that it takes to run a game, upload a game, stream a game. Um, so yeah, it should help a lot of people out. So I've just put it up on the stream here. Um, so the exact wording was, additionally, Family Feud includes a live show feature that lets players broadcast their games directly to Twitch or YouTube. So it's also got Twitch integration. Uh, to play with their viewers, there's also player customization feature that controls unlockable items and... Uh, I can't read that last bit. On that screen... Unlockable uh, items and titles. So it seems like it's a bit of both, whether it's a, a crowd play and the live stream or whether they've just mixed up the two. But it certainly seems like you know, YouTube streaming in our eyes. Twitch is a surprising one to me. It seems like they would kind of, not blacklist it, but just prevent you from streaming. In, in the same way, if I want to um, live stream VR content um, built into the oculus quest for example it's a facebook product you can live stream to facebook and that is it they as far as they're concerned twitch and youtube don't exist and i thought it would have been a very similar model i think it's just covering themselves because this is for xbox and playstation as well so i think it's if you're on xbox you can't uh, stream to youtube as far as i remember you only can uh, stream to twitch so i think it's just a either or or both in playstation gotcha that would make more sense to me. Yeah, I'd be very surprised to see Twitch in uh, Stadia streaming options. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that's going to be an option. But yeah, uh, Holtz, what are you looking forward to for uh, this good stuff? Oh, well, I'm expecting I've got a huge list. I'll start off with the first demos I think they're going to come out is Immortals to push, you know, you play. 
and Ubisoft titles. Day 5, then after announcing Day 5, drop Formula 1 2020 for a pro deal. And then I think they're actually going to offer us a demo for Beyond Light, just to get people you know, to populate Destiny 2 on Stadia. So they're the three things that I think the demos would include. But what I'm expecting to see, I'm expecting to see EA to drop the FIFA 2021 is coming with next-end graphics and it will be released between the 10th and the 19th of november that will get me stoked and i really like playing grid with the stadia community so if ea can announce need for speed hot pursuit remastered i'll be really excited to destroy some of the community's cars you know you play as a racer or the police with all fancy tech and it's just such a good game then also, if they can drop a release date for Fallen Jedi Order, possibly the same time as the Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, I'll be really excited to start swinging the lightsaber around. Also, I'm happy to see you know, the announced Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, so the likes of Rambo and Rain and Melina come to Mortal Kombat. And, yeah, and then carrying on, I'd love to see the likes of Capcom reveal the Village gameplay and maybe teasers which part of next year is actually coming out and then secretly drop a Devil May Cry special edition out of the Stadia. That'll be really cool. And speaking about release dates, I think they're going to drop Outcasters, Sekiro, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek, and Just Dance 21. And then me personally, I would love to see a showreel of um, Bandai Namco coming to stadia i want to see dragon ball z kakarot with all the new dlc characters coming i want to see um oh, what's it called elden rings which is an action rpg game similar like sekiro shadows die twice meets bloodborne meets dark souls 3 i want to see family games like digimon survive paw patrol mighty pup save adventure bay and yet yeah, little nightmares too that was such a good successful game on stadia drop that one for pro coming up and then last two things football manager 21 and near replicant fingers crossed wow that's quite a wish list you got going well I've, I've been expecting all year so now because we're getting close to the end of the year and there's only so many games left they're the ones that i'm like finally bring it for me and when they announce a showreel for bandai namco please give me Attack on Titan 2 as a sale price. That's all I'm asking. Not much. That's fair play. Yeah, the, the game that never goes on sale. It's uh, holding out for quite a lot there. Bando Namkai, I think, would be a, a huge drop. Um, obviously, there's some other rumours that we might touch on in a little bit. But, uh, Ben, what are you, uh, what's your top predictions and what you want to do? So... <clears throat> I mean, it's obviously they're going to announce a bunch of new games, all the Stadium Makers games, remind people of what's coming, you know, in the next week or two. Um, then they've got five EA games, I think, that they said. So they've got, they've already confirmed Madden and FIFA and Fallen Order. So we have two surprise ones that we don't know what they are. And I think that they're going to drop the, the next week. Um, <clears throat> I think Need for Speed Hot, Hot Pursuit, I think that would be an ideal one for them to throw in there. Um, yeah, I thought that remaster's coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that we do. We need family share. We need all those features they've been promising. We need parties in the app, um, which would make you know running on a Shield TV work a lot better because then you get a more similar experience to the Chromecast. Um, 
messaging, all that stuff needs to needs to hit as well. Um, I think that there is a chance that they might announce that um, on their anniversary they'll release Gen Two, so that it goes hand in hand with you know having RTX for Cyberpunk. Um, so there's, I think there's a chance they might announce that next week as well. I think it'll be one of the final announcements, you know, when they're wrapping up, but, um, I think that would be huge. That's fair. I, I was going to bring up, uh, Gen 2 as a separate thing as it's kind of slipped all of our lists. So we'll have a chat about that in a second, but I'm sure Duncan's going to bring up the Gen 2 stuff anyway, as part of his, uh, wish list for good stuff. Uh, I was actually going to be bringing up about next gen before you even mentioned about that because uh, we have had a tease of it this week again with all the news going about uh, it, it has been missed uh, uh, Chorus uh, the game has uh, sort of said that uh, Stadia is getting ray tracing in their game so we will uh, maybe hear something about Gen 2 uh, my prediction is, okay, I've got many predictions here. We will not get a cyberpunk demo. Uh, CD Projekt have been in record a number of times, and that's what Dustin uh, uh, DM me in the chat here. Uh, they are not doing a demo, was their last uh, word. And that's a couple of times I've said, said that, even though the, the good stuff sign is in lovely uh, neon, which is really cyberpunky. Uh, so I, I don't think we're going to get that. I also don't think we're going to get uh, demos for Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs because of the marketing deals they have with Xbox, because I don't think Xbox would be too happy if they uh, got demos and they didn't. So I, I don't think we're going to get demos for that. I do think we're going to get the Phoenix Rising uh, demo. Uh, I think that's pretty much nailed on because it can't release next month. I, I've said this for a while. If it releases next month, it's just going to get lost. We're going to have uh, all the big games coming. We've got the new consoles. Who's going to jump in to do Phoenix Rising? So I think it dropping next week makes total sense. Uh, what else could they announce? I think one of the demos we are going to get uh, is going to be a first or second party uh, Stadia game. Uh, just to give that a go. Uh, Outcasters have only been really quiet on Twitter. They haven't really been talking about their game at all, have they? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe a stealth drop for, uh, as a pro game for outcasters rather than a demo. Uh, the game, I f I'm all, all confused now because there's so much I think they can do because they could go really, really wild or it could be a damn, <laughs> damn squid. You just don't know. They could have just shot all everything this week. That's why I'm so nervous to actually predict things here. Uh, what was it? There was something I was going to bring up here, which was sort of important and has completely slipped my <laughs> slipped my mind. It's I, I it's just so exciting because you just you just do not know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a studio announcement as well. Uh, they, they've bought someone else and they're saving it up there. Then I just wish I had my big Christmas list like Colts had and they had it all broke down. Go bang, 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 bang. I hope you've been a good boy, Colts, because uh, we, we want you to we want all your uh, predictions there. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, with the Uplay Plus, I've just remembered it. I do not think we're going to be getting it next week. Um, you know, if you go and reread uh, the 
the article uh, Stadia put out, it is holiday 2020, these games are coming. So I don't think it's going to be next week with that reading. It's you just have to be uh, just careful with the with Stadia, and uh, I, see, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the diner here for you to keep everybody's hype in check. There, so I've said no to Cyberpunk. I've said no to this, no to that. But I, I am really excited to actually see what to show off next week. I think it could be anything, and that is what is brilliant. So Gandra did say in chat about uh, he thinks the good stuff's going to be more around the tech um, features. Um, so we know that there's been quite a lot of features, like we're saying, the YouTube streaming, the family share, and a few other bits that have kind of been missing that we're really hoping for. So hopefully we will get some of those feature drops. Uh, what are you going to say there, Ben? Um, I was going to say, what do you think the odds are of them launching are doing a stealth drop for destroy all humans and making it pro because they've been really quiet about that. They were supposed to launch it in what August, and they just been out now on the other platforms, isn't it? Yeah, and SpongeBob. And they just stopped. Google just stopped talking about it. So I'm wondering if maybe they're holding that for next week as well. It's, it's, yeah, it we feels know like it, they're we getting, know it's coming. Feels like they go more the stealth drop route on quite a lot of stuff. You know, they, although they have been building that hype, there is certainly some stuff that. But, you know, the big gaps, those EA games, like you said, we've always known that there's been two secret games. So hopefully they're going to at least tell us what they are in this event if they don't actually give them to us. Um, something like Squadrons dropping on Stadia, I think, would be an absolute you know, awesome get. Um, that game plays so well on the other systems uh, and just be able to hop into a, a multiplayer with quite a long single player story there as well. I think would be quite good. Going on to the ray tracing stuff, I believe you know we've been saying about ray tracing for quite a while on Stadia, and I was under the belief that Gen 1 is actually capable of ray tracing. So I'm not wholly convinced that ray tracing is directly tied to Gen 2. It might be that nobody's just utilised it because there's been no real need for it until... Recently, I would say ray tracing has been a bit of a, a gimmick, and I think a lot of people have still seen it that way. But with the likes of you know, Cyberpunk and Legion really putting it up there as the forefront of you know, functionality and control, being probably one of the main games or one of the first games to really showcase ray tracing for and DLSS for what it is and what it can do, hopefully that's put it in the minds of more people. I would certainly hope that we hear a Gen 2 announcement coming soon. I think we need a bit of a quality boost. Stadia is great quality. Um, there's nothing no undeni nothing undeniable about that. But it does always seem like it's running at console medium graphics. So if they do announce something big, I'm hoping it'll be... If, if Gen 2 comes, I think we need to push that graphics limit up. You know, they, they keep saying about the power of Stadia. So I'm really hoping that something big happens but don't put down you play plus I, I need you play plus if that doesn't come to stadia ahead of watchdogs legion at least i'm not going to be playing legion on stadia unfortunately because i have my you play plus subscription and i can play it in so many other places i don't want to have to rebuy it for that especially when i know you play plus is coming at some point well, uh, so what do you think about that duncan 
I was going to say, I was going to reword that slightly. I think it's still going to come, but I think they're going to stay, drop the games a bit slower. I think it has to come either with Legion or Valhalla. It has to, because that's the perfect marketing thing. Uh, I know what my other prediction was. I think we're going to get a Destiny 2 bump up to 4K. Right, that's my other one. I think they've been waiting for the new console, so they're going to announce that next week as well. There's my wish list as well. So is there any other predictions that we think for... Yeah, go on, Hans. I'll tell you what I would like to see. There's an Assassin's Creed. I think it's Unity, but it could be Syndicate, that's got an online player mode. If Ubisoft can actually add Stream Connect where you and a group of friends can sort of stalk your kill and you can see each other's camera, I think that'll be a cool feature to bring more life back into the older Ubisoft titles. Uh, it's Assassin's Creed, yes. Unity. So it's unity where you, you, you can have your friends and start to target the kill and one of your friends hide. So if they can bring Stream Connect, that'll be a nice little feature. Yeah, so be, I think Stream Connect, I've said it many times, is one of the most undersold features on Stadia. So I'm hoping more of those Ubisoft games come with it. Um, Legion, I don't think, has got any multiplayer, although something that we didn't mention about that game is... Stadia and Ubisoft have announced that cross-save, cross-progression is going to be available for Legion. So again, with um, you know, kudos to Ubisoft, as Mark said, you know, they come out swinging on all of their platforms. And you know, Bungie was probably one of the first to properly show cross-save, cross-progression, but then we got it for Elder Scrolls Online as well with even cross-purchase. It's probably one of the biggest things uh, for Elder Scrolls Online. So the fact that Legion's following suit and we've got that cross-save as well, hopefully they will bring multiplayer down the line and that will be cross-platform on top. So there's been some talk in chat about some of the other potential free-to-play games coming to Stadia or on their wish list. Apex, for example, now it's gone completely uh, cross-play. Maybe that's one of the missing EA games. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, I would go with that could be because but wasn't it sort of leaked out? It was on the press release and the press release got changed. Uh, so I think Apex is, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would say that's a, that's a fair bet that that is going to come. However, how are they going to get around it? Is it going to be a, a pro game? Because it's a, as it's free to play and all the free to play games are locked behind pro. Uh, just to bring up here, just 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 as a question, you were talking about Stream Connector. Do you think Stadia is now under pressure because of the PlayStation UI reveal, where they you'll be able to do Stream Connect with any game? Do you think they're going to have to push that out so you can do Stream Connect with your mates uh, when you're playing? Well, it's it's game locked at the moment, isn't it? So I think. This YouTube streaming might be that bridge. I think that might be the direct streaming will be the, the Stream Connect option that you can either have it in-game or stream to YouTube, something like that. Maybe it'll be, maybe you could stream to your party, right? Maybe it'd be quite cool to be able to do that regardless of what game you're in. Just stream it to your party so people can see you playing in a different game. I mean, and you know, be a bit more of a community you know, play and watch type scenario. So there's quite a lot of possibilities, I feel, with the Stream Connect. And it's just so underused. I'd really love to see it happen more. And this is one of the reasons why I want those Ubisoft titles on Uplay Plus on Stadia, because I would play them because it's got Stream Connect. And it would give me much more reason to play on Stadia than 
to hop onto GeForce now or Shadow just because of the Uplay Plus subscription. I do miss the Stream Connect. Playing Stream Connect with Ghost Recon and Division 2 just made life so much easier and it just gave a much more squad feel to the game. So if Rainbow Six Siege does come, having Stream Connect would be absolute killer in my book. But uh, what do you think about these, uh, Mark? Yeah, I like the fact that they've already have it and have had it for such a long time, but it's locked behind those two games. The fact that it's those two games, I've never even experienced it. Um, one, I don't have a, a, a very large community of people who who play on Stadia. And so I only own the Division 2 recently when it went on sale. So I haven't even had the chance to experience this. So people who aren't like up on it and, and keeping up with the Stadia news are probably very unaware that it's actually a thing because... Um, we know their their marketing is getting better now. They will probably, I'm hoping it's something that they'll kind of reiterate over the next, uh, you know, in the free day event coming up. But yeah, a, a lot. There's going to be a lot of people out here now, like, wow, look at this thing that PlayStation has just invented. So, yeah, it might be another not invented here, but certainly puts a lot of eyes on Stadia. So I feel like when XCloud, you know officially launched and when Luna did their announcements that actually did a lot for Google because it put a lot of eyes on cloud technologies that people didn't really believe it or just didn't hear about it from the Google side but suddenly it's a thing and then they start looking at alternatives so maybe it could work out in a better way Um, but we'll come on to some of the other bits in a second. Ben what do you think? about stream connect um yeah and the other stuff duncan mentioned there yeah sorry i stepped away for a minute so i missed part of it um that's yeah. okay we're going to holtz yeah go ahead i wouldn't mind a little stream connect window that sort of gives me notifications where my friend could actually say look what i done the last 30 seconds and then say i'm playing a game and then i've got like a little fifa screen connect window where my friends just stream in his stream as well so at the same time i'm sort of focused on the same one and at the same time when other features like crowd play crowd choice or joining people's games i can just sort of toggle a button and jump into a stream from that just just from that little stream connect window yeah, that's quite a cool idea if you've got uh as i said if it was almost like the party you could see what other games yeah see actually course. what they're playing of course, in the settings, your friends would actually say, give permissions to my friends to see my stream, or you request it, or a friend sends a notification at that time. Just something to keep you involved between friends. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I kind of lost my track a little bit there. I got so hyped over Stream Connect, I completely forgot the uh, other points that you mentioned there, Duncan. Um, oh, there's something I was really going to touch on then as well. Go on. Just a recap. Uh, I can't remember because my head's like a self. It was it was about Stream Connect and uh, how the should it be introduced to more other games? It's could we see a UI update or a tease of the next UI update at uh, this next week? Uh, that's what I really want. <laughs> it's a really big refresh of the UI and just make it more user friendly. Get the messenger in and all that. But I have to say, I really like Holtz's point there with the, the recording the last five minutes or that's come and see what I've just done. It's, it would be absolutely uh, amazing that. Uh, 
and even just getting sharing on Twitter and stuff because that's just the easy marketing as well for them. So that's two things. Um, thanks, you helped me remember some of it with the captures, right? At the moment, I don't think we can still share the captures at all from any of the apps or even online. We have to download them and then do something with mm -hmm. them. So it would be great to see that share. The other is at the moment, we've, we're locked to this 30 second video capture. I only record the last 30 seconds. Do you think that maybe we would see some kind of extension on that or an option to say, you know, just re constantly record my last five minutes or, you know, lengthen that 30 second window? Or do you think they're always going to be like 30 second clips? And I think it'll be um, maybe 90 seconds tops. I, I think that. Google's going to be hesitant to bump that up to like a five minute range. Um, I think maybe maybe a minute to ninety seconds if they increase it. Yeah, I think that's probably a good amount there. Holtz, what do you think? Well, it depends how fast you can get the notification through. If I requested to watch your stream or have either notification window at the bottom, I would probably like about two minutes, maybe, and maybe have the option that once I activate this the stream link, stream connect, I can sort of fast forward to the point you're making reference to. I don't think I would want to watch five minutes of footage and someone goes, "Yeah, it was right at the end." So maybe if they have got like a feature where I can rewind, fast forward, and sort of you know edit the stream a little bit to the point that you're trying to show me. That'll be interesting, but not not in too long. Fair enough. Go on, Mark. Uh, yeah, I think potentially a compromise there. Uh, I think if it would be good to get the option, um, and if you in, but if you increase the time, you maybe decrease the uh, video recording quality. So if you bump it up to something like five minutes, well, it's a seven twenty p clip now or something. Yeah, I think probably, this, I think the streaming, the live stream stuff, I think would be wanted more over that. I think, as you mentioned here, having the ability to share just those images, even just the static captures directly from Stadia, it's a bit weird that we can't tweet them or you know the usual share functionality direct from there. So hopefully that they address that, especially with the clips. You know, you would have thought there'd be a direct upload to YouTube there. But again, do you really want to be dumping 30 seconds on YouTube? It's just really difficult to be able to share those out reliably, I think. Just imagine, here, here, here's one, here's just a, just putting something out here. What what if all our uh, gaming sessions have been recorded and we're going to get a big dump of screenshots and movies of our achievements? That would be flipping amazing, wouldn't it? We know we've got, they've got the AI tech to do that. So yeah. they could pull all the the best kills, the best achievements, you know, everything. And going back to the share thing, this is one of the annoyances. You know, there's a couple of 30-second clips that I've recorded knowing that I've got that 30-second back window to show off something. One was Human Fall Flat. I finally managed to raise Frankenstein. So anybody who's managed to play Human Fall Flat long enough to know what that means, that's a huge achievement. But because I would have to upload that to YouTube, you know, put it as an unlisted link, you know, and then send it out, it was just too much effort to be bothered. So it's there. 
but I'm not going to shout about it or show it off because it's just too much effort. So just having those live share links from those captures for both images and videos especially, it must be on a drive somewhere, right? It can't be that difficult to just make a public link to view it somewhere. Okay, so I think we've given Stadia quite a lot of hype and positivity this time. Um, before we move on, is there anything else that people want to add into the mix for the Good Stuff event next week? I have more of a general question. Do we have any more exact details other than 20th to the 22nd? Um, times, live streams, anything like that? I know they actually shared a link this time, which I was super impressed with before. And it was like, we're having an event. We'll let you know 10 minutes before where you can see it. So I was impressed oh, to at least see it. YouTube channel, I thought. Was it just, yeah. I saw a link and I thought maybe they had prepared themselves better, but ah. No, it's, here's a link to the Stadia YouTube channel. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Hopefully we'll uh, see something pop up soon. Right. Go on, Duncan. I was going to say, it is confirmed for the normal time on Tuesday, 5 o'clock UK, which is 12 o'clock Eastern. That'd be right. And uh, yeah. 9 a.m. Pacific. So it is coming that time, we have said. So get your predictions. <laughs> uh, are we going to talk about, do you want to talk about uh, Pac-Man? Because that was part of the yeah. team of this so actually there was a few games and I don't know um, if anybody's got a good recollection Holtz I'm looking at you of all the games that were showcased in their new advert and I think Pac-Man was one of them right Duncan that's what you're referencing uh, yeah Pac-Man wasn't even mentioned it was in the background as a wee teaser for us uh, lovely people who like go hunting for stuff <laughs> so um, it looks like a pac for me, it looks like a Pac-Man a battle royale of sorts, and it looks like uh, uh, Bomberman '64. Uh, just or is it Bomberman '64? I forget the name. Super Super Bomberman R online, uh, where you've got the different screens right beside it. So it looks like a Pac-Man but battle royale somehow. I think with all the Bomberman news, I think you're going to have a 64-player Pac-Man scenario on stadium. Yeah, I 100% agree. It, it clearly wasn't an accident. I know their marketing has been uh, lapsed in the past, but I still don't think they would let a, a leak like that slip past. It was it was definitely like a, a tease. And yeah, from I 100% agree. From the screen, you can see it looks like the Pac-Man level, but there are openings at the side, and that 100% reminds me of what you get on Super Bomberman 64 with the different levels. What would be quite cool on that is... Um, in terms of playing against each other, if you could play as the ghosts and hunt down like these multiple Pac-Men. Oh, now we're getting women. super hype territory. <laughs> oh, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Sorry, pac <laughs> Pac-Men and women. Pac she people. exists. Pack people. And uh, Thank you, Peter Parker, in the chat. Uh, he's listed all the games. It was Pac-Man, Sekiro, Madden, Fallen Order, Fahala, Cyberpunk, PGA, Outcasters, and Immortals. Excellent. Yeah, cheers for that. So, yeah, Outcasters have been going nuts on Twitter. They have been for quite some time now. I don't know if we did ever see an official release date for them, so I think we might see something from them 
over this three-day event. So that's a good point that you brought up there, Mark, about the times. They've touted three days of demos, streams. All right, Ben's going to have to drop off. Thanks for coming by, Ben. Um, but you know, is it going to be all day? Are they, is it three days as in an hour per day? And we're just going to get the live demo announcements. Um, I think that has been a little bit kind of up in the air. So it'd be interesting to see what those were. But uh, what are your thoughts on what do you think these three days worth of streams and events is going to be? Do you think it's going to be uh, a 20-minute premiere or the usual um, announcement time and then some games are going to drop? Or do you think that they're actually going to do some events like we see from Night City Wire or you know, uh, War Table where they're actually going to put on a show for a, a few hours? If I'm honest, my uh, and I'll set my expectation realistically so that we, we don't overhype it and nobody's disappointed. I think it will be the pre-recorded event stuff that will, uh, you know, it'll be a scheduled upload to the channel. Um, maybe if they stealth drop a game during that, it would be good if it followed into some kind of live stream. I know they've got a couple of uh, content creators who they kind of did the the testing of with the live streaming features before it was publicly available. Um, if they've worked out something with, with one of those, so it links to maybe a live stream after. So if they stealth drop a game, the event finishes, you know how you get like the autoplay thing and it jumps over to one of those content creators live streaming that game on Stadia would be pretty good. What do you think, Holtz? Do exactly what Nintendo do with the Treehouse. Sort of do a showreel for the premiere and then actually like just mention then go to a, a panel where they start speaking about the games or they start showing actual playing the games in a stadium environment. I think that would be a great little thing to do. What do you reckon, Duncan? There we go. I was trying to look up the person's name. I completely forgot his name, who was in the last one. He did, or he's done an unboxing and talked about Stadia. He's already hinted that he's going to be doing that there. And um, we've got Mr. Beast uh, has just confirmed he is going to be doing like voting options on games coming up next week as well. No so, so they, I think next week is going to be massive. Uh, thank you, uh, Eddie Player One, for that tip off there uh, so my feeling is and we're going to get a couple of minutes a day and it's not going to be a big massive presentation and then there'll be a click to play uh, icon there for the demos and uh, then you'll be able to play and they're going to have a big showcase uh, so, so uh, I know we're massive YouTubers here, but they're going to get even bigger ones uh, to, to come here and, and show it off. And they're going to pull out the big guns to try and start really pushing this uh, forward. Uh, so I, I think I think they've got a plan. Well, it all depends on the games. It's That's what it's going to come down to and the features. So I, I'm actually quite excited to see what how it's going to play. And I'm keeping my expectation. I'm trying to keep my expectation pretty there because it's Stadia. Because you you just do not know what is going to happen. It's, and anything could, especially at this time, because there is so many bonkers rumors going on about, and you just you just can't. And it's just it's just really exciting. But but you, but you want to keep the excitement down just so you don't get overhyped. 
Well, I want to push it. Push, push, push. But well, if, uh, nah. if any of my hype got actually comes through, Google hit me up. I'll do some let's plays. I'll announce my YouTube channel and play them games. So a bit of fun. It was uh, the last connect, which is has uh, hit home for me in terms of keeping those expectations down because there was like a, a week leading up of like hype man tweets to what we all thought was a, a pretty lackluster connect, um, which. I, I just can't I can't place it right now in terms of what they've been saying and the stuff they've been tweeting and the marketing. I I literally have no idea. So I'd like to keep my expectations low. Who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna with you there. I think we've learned our lesson from the last connect. I reckon we're going to see, as somebody said in chat here, um is it Mark Make of Chaos? Um three mini connects. So we'll see three twenty minute kind of pre recorded uh, one for each day, and I think the demos will drop. You know, following those announcements, so well, they'll probably hit on Stadia like they usually do during those pre-recorded announcements. Hopefully, they do it as a proper premiere this time, so that people can't just start skipping through the stream looking for those pieces of information. I think that was a bit of lackluster last time. They should have just been premiere so that people have to watch it like a stream, and then at the end of the twenty minutes, everybody goes off and finds those games. If Mr. Beast plays stadia i think the internet will melt so it would be a great way to do i'm a big fan of mr beast and mr beast gaming channels and if he covers a game it gets millions of views within hours so if they do go after somebody i hope it would be something like that because i think dropping one of these games the demos with stream connect and stuff i think mr beast would be all over that and I think Stadia would get such good coverage there. So I really do hope that they pick somebody better. My kids love Dan TDM. I really did not think that that was the greatest way to showcase or the right market for Stadia. Whereas I think some of those other big YouTubers, I think, would really hit that home. So it would be really cool to see. Yes, my height level keeps creeping up. We really do want to see the best from Stadia. So only time will tell what will happen over these three days. But... At the end of the day, we've only got a couple more days to wait. So hopefully we can't build it up too much more before they actually drop and we'll get into all of those games. Depends what they tweet between now and then. <laughs> okay. So I think we've pretty much covered anything. Is there anything else that you guys want to mention for the good stuff? Please drop some community competitions where people can win some prizes, some Google swag or some free upcoming games or something like that. It'd be nice for them to actually engage with the community a bit more. I think, you know, yes, they're building up hype and stuff on Twitter, but I don't feel that they engage with the creators as much. I know in the early days, I think they had uh, a meeting with a whole bunch of YouTubers uh, to get feedback and stuff, but I don't think they've really been touching base with a lot of content creators like some of the other platforms do. I certainly don't feel from our channel that we've had as much attention from google as we have some of the other products that we create um or we interface with at least so i'm hoping that that's just been part of their um marketing plans that they've not really been wanting to push it so they're just they're going at their own pace and they're really starting to ramp it up so hopefully we'll see more from them in future okay so before we move off of stadia anything else cool so, Stadia, 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 three-day event, 
super hype. I just want to add one more thing. We are all hyped about Stadia here, and I think everybody can see that. Uh, over the last number of uh, months, we've, uh, I think we've been getting a bit of stick, but we've been sticking a bit into Stadia. I think it's just a show that uh, you can be even-handed, and when Stadia's doing stuff really well, everybody will go, absolutely, you're not going to in the park at the moment. Keep it up. Yeah, well, we're only hard on, well... I'll reiterate, we are not fanboys of any particular platform here. We want them all to succeed. They all suck in certain ways, and they're all super awesome in others. But we're not going to sugarcoat that. And if it's not doing great, we're going to hate on it until they fix it. So Google are fixing the main problems that we've got with them right now, which is marketing and lack of anything. So they're really stepping it up. So kudos, Google. On to the one that we are going to probably hate on a little bit this week because they were all hype and now they are nowhere to be seen. Luna. Amazon Luna. What do you guys think? Who are they? Do you remember them? They came out swinging a couple of weeks ago. Was it months ago? I don't know. It's been quite a while. Um, are they signed a pitch that we could go and play all this wonderful stuff on Amazon? And their Twitter account went mental and now it's gone a bit quiet now i know that duncan's got something to say so i'm going to leave him till last holtz what are your thoughts on amazon luna no it should have been out by now for early access for the people who request the codes i mean personally i'm not bothered because it's not even in the uk area yet but for the people who actually are hyped and want to test it they should have pushed it out by now to sort of get the hype ready for the sort of what i assume Ubisoft channels and all these other fall games that could actually help push um, Luna. So it's a shame that we're not seeing nothing yet. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally waiting to hear from uh, from Duncan because when you were saying about uh, Stadia's communication with uh, with content creators, I feel like. Amazon and, and Duncan and their the Luna Twitter account, they're on daily speaking terms at the moment from what I see on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I, I think people are playing it. Um, I know not publicly. It's probably some kind of very closed, uh, closed, closed NDA alpha. Um, whether it's regular people who they chose at random, whether it's content creators and most likely Twitch streamers. Um, I do agree with the... Um, sort of very active and loud marketing that they did at the start that there should be something um to fill the gap it's it's a very weird move to kind of blow up like that and then go quiet because it it does concern people um obviously it's all just speculative but but we're all wondering like is it quiet because they're building up to something is it quiet because there's issues um what we what i would like to see before too long is um just gameplay like it's going to be through twitch uh most likely with some big uh twitch content creators and i'm all i'm all for that i'd love to jump on and just see a few of them um play a couple of those different titles live on twitch and just see how it runs and that would be a good build up to to a more public release or just like a general release who knows yeah so my big concern is it's always been pitched in us only i think that's not a great way to instantly market this always on play on anything anywhere cloud service in my book. But uh, 
Go on, Duncan. Go on, me then. Uh, Chief, just before I say I have showed you the evidence of this, haven't I? Yep, I have seen evidence of this. Yes, you have seen it. Luna is in testing, and uh, some people do have it, and it is out in the public. There must be dust of NDAs and stuff, but it is getting tested out there. And we, we're we going to be announcing where tomorrow on our show, and we're, we're keeping it because, as you know, it's very hard to actually get news about Luna at this moment in time because it is actually pretty... Uh, quiet but uh, there, there has been some tidbits as well we do know uh, Twitch streaming is coming we think uh, that was announced uh, as a response to one of the comments on Twitter here today and they are integrating Twitch in from day one and 100% you're going to be getting uh, you, you'll be able to play on Twitch they have said and you'll be able to uh, watch on Luna as well. So there is some news going out there. They're not actually blazing it out there, but you have to go looking for it. So yes, uh, Luna is definitely out there and we know how to hook up our Luna controller to your app now. There's your another bit of hints. <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously check out Lunacast tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to go into too much detail on this, but it does appear that there is luna in some people's hands but the fact that it's been super quiet i agree with mark is that there's potential issues there otherwise we would be seeing a flood of information on youtube or twitch or both probably twitch then youtube um but definitely some information but it has been radio silence on the net so i think they are being super selective with those invite codes right now and there probably is embargoes and ndas in place which is a little bit sad to see because it's really hyped up and I just hate it. I hate this marketing style of hype, 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 but we're not going to show you anything. We're not going to give you any dates. And I just, you know, I don't think that was the greatest way. And this just, in my mind, puts more uh, emphasis on me saying, we don't think it's going to see it this year. And you know, I think that they were reactionary. They were afraid that people were going to forget about them with... You know, the big stuff coming from Stadia, the big xCloud announcements, etc. So I think they just wanted to make sure that they were thought of as a gaming platform. But I really don't think they're ready. Now, I know a lot of people have said they're touting Legion. And obviously Legion's coming in just a couple of weeks now uh, as part of their service with the Ubisoft channel. But I just, with it not even being out in the US publicly right now, Two weeks is such a short turnaround to drop that. Obviously, Amazon's got the money to do it, but I just don't feel until we start seeing information out on the internet that that's going to be viable. I think it's going to be a later release. What do you guys think on this, uh, Holt? Well, they have to get it out sooner, don't they, with them big, huge titles like Immortals and Watch Dogs. And if they don't, if they miss, if they miss the point, then they better have some marks and ready to show us what they can actually deliver for next spring. What games do you got? Because if they only live on day one for Watch Dogs, I'll just forget about that service until there's actually a game that I actually want to play on that service. That, that's if I was actually US-based. So a lot of people are going to say if they can't deliver on the games that they want, it's easy going to get pushed aside and forgot about, especially with the graphics that they're only promoting or touting you. I wouldn't like to switch on to Luna in February, March, and they say, we've got Watch Dogs leadings 4K. I'd be like, huh, 
move past that now or have already got available other platforms so if they don't hurry up they're easily going to be overshadowed by like the stadia so we'll come back on to that quality point in a second but mark what's your uh, take on this um i think they could have all of the money in the world which amazon basically do but uh logistically speaking two weeks is absolutely terrifying to try and launch a service like this um in which we would expect a lot more marketing and and um even open beta testing and, and things in place before it officially went live even if it is just in the us i would expect more by this point so i again keeping expectations down as, as we like to try and do um i would say no for it being out like at the same time as as legion for example um but absolutely agree with holds it, it's got to be a fast follower if it isn't um day of because yeah they are they you know absolutely at risk of then just being forgotten about because they would then be trying to actively market the larger games that have already come out and people have played them they've made their decisions they've chose their platforms they bought the game and now they don't want to buy it again on a, a different platform yeah duncan what do you think i to be honest nothing would surprise me it could come out next week and it wouldn't surprise me it could come out next year and it wouldn't surprise me it's just one of them at the moment well again there is news about luna out there if you actually go really really digging for it and ubisoft are 100 on board because they, they, they have announced this week uh, with their assassin's creed uh playthroughs uh that uh the as soon as the Ubisoft channel uh, Assassin's Creed uh, is launching on it, we're, we're, we're trying to look at the wording of the language to see if it's going to be coming out uh, when uh, Assassin's Creed comes out, but it's very ambiguous. Uh, so it's really hard to actually nail them down to see what is going to happen. I believe that we are probably going to see some movement soon, even if it's just in the US, some people will get it. And I believe we're going to get a load of Twitch streamers are going to, are going to play it and really promote it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We obviously know that it's going to come with that Twitch integration day one, which we feel that YouTube probably should have done with Stadia. But, you know, I think it's a much bigger project and product. I still feel that Twitch is managed by a much smaller team, closer to the Amazon kind of main tech stack now than uh, YouTube probably is within Google. So they can be a bit more reactionary on that. And obviously they already had that kind of crowd play and there's... Uh, hooks into all of the games like Hyperscape launched straight away with the Crown Connect where you connect um, Twitch directly in the game to get your crowd choice and also um, obviously Twitch drops and stuff so I think they're quite ahead already on a lot of that kind of integration and with Holtz they you know, with Cyberpunk 2077 Legion coming out touting 4K 60 ray tracing all of this good stuff and Amazon Luna going, yeah, you can play it at 1080, 60, maybe. Um, with no mention of any of the ray tracing stuff, I do feel that even if they did launch it in the next couple of weeks, saying, come and play Legion on 1080 on Luna is not going to be the best marketing situation for them when you're going to have, obviously, Google being able to play this on the Chromecast at 4K, um, GeForce Now, although it's 1080 full ray tracing 2080 pluses um well, 
we didn't really touch on that, but maybe GeForce Now is going to tout some other cards for Cyberpunk because it would be a good time considering the 3080s will be mainstream as of, well, actually yesterday. I think most people would have been getting their 3080s. So by the end of the month, a lot more people will have 3080s. So it'll be very interesting to see what GeForce does along those lines. But I do feel like Luna's coming out swinging with the wrong quality for those sort of games right now. So um, I think I've probably said all I need to say as far as Luna and quality goes. Well, but I hope you think that helps? I think the marketing team should right now already have plans to bring out a new um, Fire Stick 2021 edition with a controller already to promote to rival when Stadia comes on um, their Google TV and ready for when GeForce now upgrade their cards or xCloud. So they've got roughly that time window to start thinking now, this is when we need to interject into this space and promote the four games just gone, which only be a few months old, and then the new spring lineups. But the new spring lineups have to be 4K HDR ready for us gamers to actually go, okay, well, I want to be a Luna founder. I want a new Fire Stick. I want a new controller at a bundle price, and I'm ready to go. That's, That's the window. The point. Obviously, the uh, Google Prime Day, uh, sorry, Google Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day just passed, and they slashed the price of their Fire TV 4Ks. Uh, and they slightly discounted their Fire Cubes, which I completely forgot even existed. Um, so could it be that... And there we go, let somebody bought a Fire Cube. Um, I think you're right. I think a bundle with a Fire Cube, Lunar Controller, and some subscription would be a, a great addition to that. But whether the Fire TV, especially the uh, a Fire TV or a Fire Cube at 4K is useless to play um, Lunar. Uh, touting their 1080p resolution so unless it comes with some nice upscaling capabilities or they do up that it does feel like they're trying to target you can play Luna on your Fire tablet because we know that tablet their tablets don't tout uh, a high resolution so going more for the play everywhere situation on all of their current devices because they pushed Android back right they're actually going to launch via the browser on iOS and the Fire devices, which are a lot lower end than a lot of Android devices. So it feels like they're targeting more the budget gamer than the kind of high-end games. So maybe that's their market. Mark, you... Uh... Uh, I was just going to say on the Android side, um, I think there was confirmation that even though it's not available at launch, it would be within the week of launch. So it's it's a very fast Fair follow. Enough. So it does seem like they're going the kind of everywhere budget approach more than the mid to high end gamer, in my opinion. But uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on this? They've actually came out. They've, they've actually said uh, that they are not going for the high end gamer. They are going for people who have who want to play games, to see the games like Valhalla, but they don't have the equipment to get it. So they're going for the uh, the budget conscience uh, gamer would maybe be the, the maybe the way to do it. The people who don't really have the money for the, the next Xbox or the next PlayStation, they're, they're going, but they want the wee increase in specs. That's who they're going after. I think it's really interesting just to show you the size of Amazon and how aggressive they can be. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the news today. 
Uh, they have this isn't a gaming news. This is just Amazon the company uh, to bolster their Prime Video library. They have today bought a film coming to America too. Well, what's the actual wording of it? It's uh, co yeah, coming to America, which is a follow up to coming to America, which is the Eddie Murphy movie. How much did they spend in that to make that uh, Amazon exclusive? Yeah, that's a good point. And Amazon Studios really are like putting out quite a lot of content now for Amazon Originals and stuff. So, Treasurector has put it into the comments there: a hundred and twenty-five wow. million dollars to get that movie. This is just showing you what these these guys are going to be playing about with. So when people are saying, "Oh, Amazon aren't going to make a move," for <laughs> what kind of studios could that have bought? even the mid-tier or the small ones, you're going to see Amazon, you're going to see Google, and you're going to see Microsoft go out here and buy people. So this is just something you need to keep an eye out in the market here. These guys are going to drop serious money to get content. So that was $125 million for one for one movie. That isn't multiple movies, one movie to just bolster the library. I think we're in a completely different sort of uh, uh, landscape now where the Amazon, Google, and Microsoft are not scared to put the money down. That might be actually something I'd watch on Prime Video then, considering I've had it for a couple of years and I think I occasionally remember to go and look through the content on there. But I think that's probably what they're looking for, isn't it? Trying to bring people back to the platform, considering it's a prime edition. Um, I'm kind of hoping that if they're going that route, that they're just going to roll in Luna Plus to the prime deal. Or, you know, the prime stuff's been £90 in the UK for quite some time. And they keep adding stuff to it, like with the prime gaming and all the rest of it. So it just seems right that they would just roll Luna Plus into that subscription as well. Um, and I hope that they do, even if they just increase the price of the Prime a little bit and made Prime Video, music, or you know, adding in the Luna Plus just to bolster that a little bit more. I, I do feel that a lot of those services are kind of mediocre at best, maybe because they're rolled into this massive Prime subscription, but who knows? Like you say, Amazon is a massive company. They are going all out as far as budgets and stuff are concerned. So it'll be very interesting to see that going forwards. What do you guys think about uh, Luna Plus rolling into Prime? Oops. I would welcome it. I would really welcome it. But I think they have to be very careful because I remember when Amazon brought Prime and he was charging for deliveries and then he includes a sort of music and then they included like the tv shows a lot of people was unhappy that their service got increased because they were adding more services to it so you have to be careful you have to let people know that if they're going to put luna plus in that you have to start saying our subscription is changing in a year's time to add gaming we hope you got to be part of the prime membership but if not you know just let them go or, or give them a all give them a different prime package because there's going to be people out there that just want to shop amazon they don't care about gaming yeah that's true uh go on i know mark's itching saying so oh Mark. um i as a consumer it's it, the easiest option is that they just have prime 
as one thing and it does include everything that if they do include Luna in that package, it may involve increasing the price as Holt said, as long as they let people know beforehand, um, it's just going to be one of those kind of deals where, you know, we're Amazon, we're offering you all of this. We're in the position of power here. You either take it and we increase the price or you can not have Amazon prime anymore. And I think you'll find that 90 above 90% of people will be happy just to, to keep the subscription. Um, as somebody who's going to use the, the lunar service though, and somebody who has prime, it's a much con it's a uh, more consumer friendly option to have just the like single package like that. Um, part of me, like part of my brain stops, uh, screaming like fair trade and, and being consumer friendly and having, letting people choose. And the other part of me thinks people are stupid and they don't know what they want and they don't have the time to research these things like this package comes with this, but I won't be able to do that. And it's one of the slightly confusing things I feel with uh, Microsoft's ecosystem at the moment. They're obviously heading in that direction. They're going a, a great way, but for the uh, ultimate subscription that gets you access to uh, obviously um, playing Game Pass on PC and on Xbox and on xCloud, the games between those three services vary and it's very unclear when something comes out, which one it's coming to, why it's not on the other one when I'm paying one subscription is different. So that, that kind of confusion is what they should be trying to avoid. So one package includes all of this, I think is the, the best way to go, even if it upsets a few people. Yeah, I agree with you there. Go on, Duncan. Uh, yeah, uh, they've already said they're going to be looking at uh, integrating uh, Prime into Luna. Uh, I'm going to shout out Kelly here because I think she actually, I think, summed it up the best here. I think they're going to do something like what they do with Amazon Music. When you're a Prime you you get a wee bit of the music, you don't get the whole music. So I think there's going to be the Prime package on Luna will be like half the games or a third of the games. On Luna Plus, you get access to some of them just to tempt you to get into the fuller one and you get a discount if you want the upgrade. So I think that's how we're going to get around it to keep the price uh, lower regarding, or not the price lower, to, to integrate it into Prime without trying to get you or trying to get you to upsell you to the, the full Luna Packy or the Luna Plus channel and all the other channels going forward. So do you think it'd be like the Kids Unlimited as well? That if you're a pro, then you get a, a pound or two a month discount so rather than it being 5.99 if you just have luna plus if you've got pro uh so if you've got prime and you want to take luna plus it's going to be 3.99 or 4.99 or something yeah some, a... yeah that'd be something like that as well i think they're just going to i do don't think you're going to get luna plus in the prime i think they're going to work out some way if either lowering the price like that or they give you the wee sample just to just to tempt you into it Excellent. Right. I, I think I may have even just talked myself out of that. I, I do agree that would be a better approach because thinking about if you've got, you know, the, the varied amount of people who have Prime for different reasons, you know, you could have Barbara and Derek who like next day delivery for cat food and they have no interest in, in Luna. So increasing it to the point of the full subscription and having the full package would, you know, would really uh, ruffle their feathers. So, um, 
So yeah, that that approach would make more sense. But yeah, it would definitely be interesting to see what they do. Apologies well, to any Barbaras and Derricks. That was just a completely random example. Well, I don't think why they should add it because they didn't do it with Audible. They didn't do it with Amazon Fresh and they didn't do it with Amazon Music. So if they actually wanted to add it to the description, they should have added them first before considering adding gaming. Well, you've got Prime Video, which is fully rolled in, right? And then Prime Music is the example that Duncan was saying there. You get a poor selection at best of prime music we'll call it and then you've still got the music unlimited which i think is the 10 pound a month on top of everything else like apple music and spotify and all the rest of it having that subscriptions unless what they do is nowhere they offer twitch a free twitch sub with your prime subscription yeah maybe they can offer a, a free lunar rental just like a game for a certain time period and you just redeem one of them games to play per month yeah, I think it might be like, as Duncan was saying, a, a teaser if you're on Prime to get something out of Luna, but you still need that full subscription. So I think that would be a good way to do it. So we've got a couple of other topics I want to cover here. I didn't think we were going to run quite so long on these. Uh, is there anything else people want to say on Zaluna at this stage? No, can you imagine how long we'd be talking if we had the full panel? Yeah, I know. So quite lucky actually on that front so there was another big announcement from well kind of side announcement from the xbox world uh, obviously taking quite a big impact on xcloud uh, for those that you missed it we put up a news video yesterday thanks to cloudy and uh, duncan's lot there uh letting us know on this one as a heads up uh we kind of saw this coming but a lot of people naysayers were saying no it's not going to happen phil spencer of xbox has come out and said we've bought bethesda we've got no reason to put new games out on other platforms we've got our whole ecosystem you know why would we (laughs) essentially which is pretty much all but confirming that future bethesda titles beyond those that have already been committed to certain platforms for this generation as such or for the games that have been announced will no longer be available on any other platforms other than xbox x cloud uh, xbox game pass pc etc so i accidentally said i was quite pleased about this um mainly because people hate on xbox um for not having exclusives and playstation playing the constant exclusive game so kudos to Microsoft, you know, they've come out swinging, said we're not spent seven and a half billion on Bethesda and all, all the other game studios under Zenimax for them to be played on other platforms. So screw you, PlayStation. So what do you guys think about this? Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah, I um, I mean, come on, Every, everyone saw it coming, right? Um, I'm not upset by this. Um, I'm not loyal to evil either console um and at the end of the day my microsoft position is you've paid 7.5 billion dollars for something you can do what the hell you want with it that that gives you every right to make whatever decision you want um and phil's justification behind it is you know we're not locking it behind the barrier of a console for example the point which i think is a pretty good point is the ecosystem that we are building will put these games available on our multiple services to make it easily accessible um, depending on where you want to play it if it's pc if it's a console if it's on your phone 
they're giving you the accessibility options, but they're keeping it within their, their ecosystem, and that's what they've paid for. Uh, it, basically, with their their statement at the time saying on a case-by-case basis was basically just marketing and PR uh, language for <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm not upset. Yeah, fair enough, Duncan. Yeah, it's again. I think we said this uh, before. It's this deal is not going to really affect people for until many years down the line, and when that by that time, X Cloud's going to be more mature, and everybody will be able to play it no matter where they want to play it. It's we're in the big leagues now, where it's now like these big massive dinosaurs of companies are just knocking the bales out from each other here and they're just fighting to get all the content onto this onto their platforms as soon as possible and there's going to be more deals like this as the ubisoft rumors have went off which i don't believe there's lots of ubisoft rumors and who's buying them but we should be expecting these deals going forward because everybody is just trying to pull all the content in because that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be flicking between Microsoft. You're going to be flicking to Google. You're going to be flicking to Amazon because everybody is going to have content you want. It's going to be the same as what we do now when we go for Netflix. We go to Amazon as well. You go to Hulu. You go to whatever service, HBO, anything like that. You're just... Disney Plus, yes. See that again, site, site, uh, going down a wee rabbit hole here. Exactly like Disney, because this week they have announced they're basically dropping their cinema listings. They're going all in in Disney Plus now, uh, because streaming is the future for, for them. Everybody is just going to go where they want, when they want it, and brand loyalty is going to be going out the window. You're just going to play where the games are. Yeah, that's fair play. Holtz, what is your take? Well, I was always a, a game with that, like the idea that after a few years, exclusive titles should actually come to multiple platforms to allow the majority of gamers to actually play these amazing titles. But the community have always said, no, keep exclusives on certain platforms. That is why we buy that platform. Or, and they sort of fanboy or fangirl it. And they've sort of picked on Microsoft and actually said, ha, huh, you've got no studios and you've got no games that we're not interested. So the marketing team or whoever behind um, Microsoft actually went, well, the community is actually telling us all they care about is exclusives and studios. So they put their money where their mouth is and they should be applauded that they've given the gaming community enough time before next gen or before cloud Xbox Cloud comes out of beta. Look, going forward, the future games that we announce from Bethesda is going to actually be on Microsoft ecosystem. So it's not like it's not like they've announced the game and they're going back on it. They're forewarning gamers now, and this is what gamers, a lot of gamers, actually wanted. Yeah. So this is you know, kudos, as Mark said to Microsoft, because they're not locking you into you got to buy an Xbox Series X now to play first-party Bethesda games. And they've also come out before this announcement saying all first-party Xbox games, so that's the, I think, 23 or more studios that they've now got on their books, um, are going to be day one releases on Game Pass. They are pushing the Game Pass subscription, and that price went up a little bit, but hey, you are now able to play all their first-party titles plus a bunch of third-party titles on rotation on PC, mobile, 
getting better quality later, but well, maybe our 720 is not the end of the world at the moment. And then obviously the Xbox Series X, Xbox One. That's huge, right? So I think it's I think it's twelve pound a month. I think in the UK actually, Game Pass Ultimate. That's a phenomenal deal for being able to play things like that. So even just having something like Elder Scrolls Six or you know the next Doom being able to be played for that small subscription, which is actually slightly cheaper than Uplay Plus, which is a bit more restrictive on what you can play it on right now. But obviously they're opening that up. And I'm really hoping that when that does open up to the other cloud gaming platforms, it's part of that single subscription, because otherwise that's going to be a bit of a turnoff. And that's why I found it quite interesting, as um, Duncan was saying about on Twitter, that there's rumors about Ubisoft being bought. I think they're probably one of the companies out there that doesn't need to be bought and probably seven and a half billion is going to be a drop in the ocean for them. Their esports division alone is probably going to be pulling in not far off of that. So they, if anybody was going to buy Ubisoft, they're going to have to have seriously deep pockets uh, to make that stuff um, exclusive because as you said, I think Holt said, I've always been a fan of Ubisoft because they are, on every single platform they they just want you to play their games so they were on on live they were they're on stadia they're on um they're on boosteroid they're on <laughs> pretty much every cloud gaming platform going you know, geforce now the lot so i don't think anybody's going to be able to buy them and lock them into a single platform i don't think that's their market or drive so it would be sad to see but if it happens it happens right we subscription and streaming is it's just life now right i think we've all probably got far too many subscriptions <laughs> under our belt for content that we occasionally flick through so we'll have to see uh any more on this? yeah uh, no i was just gonna say personally i don't i don't think there is a number for bethesda i don't think it matters how deep the pockets are um I'm hope I'm hoping. I mean, there there could be some astronomically large numbers, but I'm hoping their position is kind of what we've already said that they are more in the stance of they want their games available on every platform. They want everyone to play them wherever and however and um, whichever subscription choice they make or console or platform they buy into, as long as they can access it and they don't want to restrict people behind one one platform or company or whatever it is so yeah i i would hope there isn't even a number anybody else want to say anything on the uh, ubisoft before we well let's hope because they have good intent what microsoft's doing let's hope people don't actually boycott the whole microsoft brand and, and then start saying well i won't play doom but i'll play a doom style game on a different console i don't want to play fallout but i'll play something that's similar to fallout and then sort of push that studio's um, name and down the toilet because they don't want to accept that it's actually Microsoft's actually invested in it to actually bring it to a, a big huge demographic without tying them down to hardware or service or whatever I will just quote the million dollar man uh, everybody's got a price that's a thing uh, it all depends uh, if people are willing to hit that price or not. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, um, my my last comment on uh, on 
Game Pass, xCloud. Do we have an official name yet? Because I just keep calling it everything. I think until Microsoft tell me what to call it, I'm just going to list it by all names. Um, the last thing that I thought was really interesting is the dude who played Doom Eternal on his fridge. Yeah, we knew that was sort of thing coming <laughs> with the Android side load. But uh, yeah, I think the official Discord and stuff that have switched are calling it either Xbox Cloud or Xbox Game Pass Cloud. So I think they're trying to to bring it back closer to the X Cloud. I, I think they're trying to drop the X Cloud name for more for the Xbox brand or the Game Pass brand with cloud in it. Yeah, including just calling it Game Pass is confusing because, like I said, that that is the name of all of the other platforms as well. So that doesn't really sell it. It does need to have the word cloud in there. Um, I still, ref- I you know, people just historically know it as xCloud. So whenever I refer to it, I'll call it Microsoft xCloud Game Pass and just cover all of my bases now. So the two main discords I'm on, one is called Xbox uh game streaming the other is xbox cloud so take your pick <laughs> i don't think they have officially announced it apart from the uh i think the ridiculously long title initially which was the xbox game pass cloud which yeah, that's, just, that's what i assumed it was yeah it's just a bit of a mouthful so hopefully they do work on that uh, what was it xbgc <laughs> rolls off the tongue nicely Okay, so we've got just under 10 minutes here uh, for some questions. I see Assassin's put one in there, so we'll come on to that in a second. Just very quickly, have you guys been using Maximum Settings or Shadow this week, or have you got any news in particular on these two topics? Mark, the Shadow guy, is shaking his head. That's not a good sign. Uh, I switched Shadow on this week. Where's my Shadow news of the of the week? I actually <laughs> logged into my account, and it's actually working on a, uh, better than it what has been. So I think I'm going to be doing a bit more. Um, in terms of updates, I think the beta launcher um, got a really nice UI update. A lot of their settings are now <clears throat> in sync. There was some stuff that you could only access in the quick menu once you were already logged in. Um, which you can now access from the main screen. The uh, bandwidth is a lot more precise and lets you uh, sync up to a couple of other settings. So it's 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 all part of the unified um, what are they calling it? Unif- unified platform where <clears throat> the experience shouldn't differ between the the devices that you use essentially. Um, so that looks really good. If you if you haven't already seen that, if you're on the official um application swap over to the beta one it's pretty simple or just um uninstall a couple of components re reinstall the right ones and and you know it should be the same performance shouldn't be that difference between the two um applications and then in terms of uh activations um there are multiple data centers in the us now which are now under 24 hours for activation you've got chicago texas and santa clara um, so anyone in the US who's been wow. waiting to sign up within 24 hour activations for them now, it's not been seen for a hell of a long time. So if you've been waiting, that's a great time. Um, New York isn't far behind. I think there, if you pre-ordered now, it would be December. Um, so we're only a few months behind that. I reckon they will catch up very soon. Europe as always is Europe. <laughs> um, Paris is worse off, but it looks like Amsterdam is actually 
uh, catching up pretty quickly. And the numbers actually seem much more positive than what they posted in their community forum update. Um, there's a couple of people on my Discord who have said, they said this, but I pre-ordered well after that, and I got activated randomly this week. So uh, they're catching up quick. Let's just hope they don't do another um, another sponsored video with with a big YouTube channel, and they should be able to maintain it. Yeah, so I've been using Shadow for Call of Duty, the Cold War beta, um, mainly for the latency, and I had a, a couple of issues on maximum settings, but that has been fixed now by the looks of it in the latest patch. My only gripe with Shadow is, for some reason on Shield TV, the app doesn't remember my login at all, and I've got quite a strong random password for my Shadow PC. So entering that on the Shadow TV every time uh, on the Shield TV just really winds me up, and half the time I just go and do something else because I just can't be asked to go and track down my password and enter it. But I'm hoping they sort that out because it remembers quite fine after they fixed it three or four times on my PC and Mac now and phone. So I don't know why the Android or the Shield TV app is an issue on that one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. I've got a huge password and I was on the Apple TV with that little crappy sensor and I was trying to put the virtual keyboard on to sign in going, uh, 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 it took me ages. So. so it's like, it takes you two or three attempts. You get in, you think, great. And then you go on the next day and it's like, you need to log in again. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> So, yeah, hopefully they can get that sorted. Right, Sassy, I said we would get to your question uh, with four minutes left. So, do you see the Stadia event having an app for their new Chromecast being announced? Do you think that this would be, what, the Stadia app on Chromecast, or do you think like, an events app like Apple? I think you're meaning a, a Stadia app for the new Chromecast TV. But I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think they said that they were pushing this off till next year. Is that right, guys? Late, um, mid twenty one, wasn't it? But yeah, that was first, <laughs> first half. half. Oh yeah, that was it. First half twenty twenty. The whole point is, there's loads of um, tech events coming up, like CES and all that, that you can actually promote all that in future events. There's not going to be now. I think this is going to be the games and the upcoming features. Yeah, as we said before, if it was ready and working on Android TV, we would have expected to have seen it as part of the Google TV. But the early reports of people sideloading it, having mixed results even on the Chromecast with Google TV, just echoes everybody sideloading on all the other Android TV devices. Some, it was perfect. Others, unplayable. And I'm one of the unplayables. It just does not run on the standard Shield TV for me, which is quite a powerful Android TV device. So I think once they resolve those issues, we're going to see Stadia everywhere. But for now, again, Google won't roll it out unless they're confident. And that's why we had the experiments flags and why we still have the experiment flag on their unsupported Android devices. So watch this space. Uh, one for Mark. Oh, other than Mark, are we all on Shadow Boost? Yes, because nothing above Boost exists. And I think there's still no timeline on Infinite or Ultra at all right now. It's just we are on a waiting list, waiting for more information. I don't know if Holtz, you actually got an upgrade opportunity. Did that ever happen? No, it fell through. I got I got an email <laughs> about two, three weeks later saying we apologize, but 
this service will not be available to you and da, 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 da. which like i said i was really excited for to play these four games on you know the highest tier but it's a shame it's been delayed till 2021 so now i'm just on boost just for act access stadia and stuff like that so now shadow beast has got a really good system unfortunately their tech i feel has really let them down with the amount of orders and stuff and i feel that you know, not to try and hate on them, but with everything coming at the end of this year, other cloud platforms really starting to step it up in the graphics and hardware, 3080s, 3060s, 70s, all becoming commonplace now. There's going to be a lot of hate on Shadow next year if they don't sort out these infinite and ultra tiers or at least bring in um, something like a 2060 or 2070 as the Shadow Boost tier. Um, I don't know what you feel about that mark but i think they really need to look at these we upgrade your computers for you which they kind of promised from the start yeah i think their new cto already touched on that and he he cited that specifically that they're you know it's kind of like the motto is that you never have to upgrade their pc your pc because they do it for you but to date there hasn't been <laughs> many upgrades. Um, I think it's all but confirmed that at least for the short time period, we won't see the the new cards. Um, the concentration here really just does need to be um, getting out the ultra infinite tiers. From a financial standpoint, I do understand it because you know um, Nvidia come out with new cards every single year, and it is a massive financial overhead if you had to um every year swap out the cards for like this much i mean this year was a particularly good example but in previous years it's been for like this much difference it would be like millions of pounds overhead on them to to increase everyone's machines by that um i think if everyone keeps shouting uh on on some of the things that they want they're very aware that um across the board one of the things is the cpus um, so if we were to see a hardware change in the near future, and this is just speculative, there is no inside information here. Uh, if we were to see any hardware changes uh, in the near future, you would hope it would be the CPUs. Yeah, that's true. Right, we are at time, gents. Uh, there is a question there for Mark, which he can answer in the chat from Dave on Stadia latency. I think it was actually uh, Holtz that said about that. Um, so he'll answer you in chat. So just to round off then, uh, obviously we let everybody promote where they are and where you can find them on YouTube. So Holtz, is your channel up yet? We no. Bug I, you every week I, until no, you have whole, a There's an Indonesian guy that's doing my um, intro and actually designing the characters I want to on Fiverr, but it, he's taking his time. So I can't I can't push his workload too much, so... But I did say, if, it, if it's not hurrying up, I'll just, when all these games that I want to play comes out in the next few weeks, I might just start the channel without it and just wing it a little bit. But no, attention to detail. But you can find me at Holt86 on Twitter and on this channel, on this channel that I'm creating called Cloud Gaming Club. Thank you. Uh, Duncan, where can we find you? At uh, Cloudy with a chance at games, and I'll just say that one from now on because I want to get my team out there. Uh, they are working really, really hard behind the scenes. So Cloudy with a chance at games and Cloudy with a chance at games on YouTube as well. And Mark, where can we find you? Uh, so I'm at Mark Watts VLGS over on Twitter if you want to give me a follow, and on YouTube at Mark or Mark Watts VLG on Twitter for cloud gaming news. Um, 
gaming live streams and VR content. And obviously you can catch me with Ace on here on the Cloud Gaming Extreme channel. Thanks for watching everybody. I think this has been one hell of a stream and we are really looking forward to stuff next week. It's been an awesome month for cloud gaming in general already and we are very excited to see what the next few weeks brings. So thanks for watching and we will see you next time.